0: It is so exciting. Adelaide United family, Jared here. It's been a very long time coming, and we are back. Welcome to the Pitch Podcast. It's the uh, long-form edition, and it's awesome to be here because obviously over the next couple of drops, we are going to be introducing you to some new players that are going to wear the fantastic UCAN Adelaide United shirt in both A-League men and women. We are going to be meeting some key people of the club that make up the community and heaps more. We have giveaways. uh, We have so much to talk about. And I think it's quite fitting that we introduce our very first guest on the comeback edition of The Pitch with a man who's making his comeback for Adelaide United. Oh wow, Isaias. Welcome home, my friend. Thank you, thank you very much. It's very good to be speaking with you. Um, I've been reflecting on our journey of knowing one another and um, I also wanted to play you something because I know that your English is really good now. No, it's not. You wouldn't <laughs> have heard this for a very long time but this here is one of the first times that we met.
1: Hello, the ladies, nice friends. And I am oh, shit. I love one direction and one to see the I like okay, I'm, at <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I am embarrassed, or I am proud of the, the level I have now.
0: I think it's absolutely amazing. It's so good to be speaking to you because, as fans and as people, we didn't know if we would get this opportunity again. Um, I will, I will talk to you about that as we go along um, because we get to talk for a while. This is what podcasts are all about. How does it feel to be back here? Does it, does it have mixed feelings where some things seem new, some things seem normal, and some things seem familiar in a good way?
1: Uh, it, feels, it feels good. Um, I guess from, from the first moment I arrived uh, to the city, I, I felt home again. Uh, I felt like uh, nothing has changed in the period I was away. So it's a very nice feeling when you arrive to, again to a different city. You move the family from, from overseas to to, to, uh, to a different city and you feel home. It's, it's, this is an amazing feeling. And uh, yes, um, we are very happy to be back.
0: I remember where we were when um, you told my family and I that you were leaving. We were, we were having coffee on Semaphore Road at a nice little cafe called Mr Pilgrim. And you said, oh... I'm um, we're leaving. And it, it's, it's one of those weird things because you have shock. And sometimes as much as you probably didn't want to leave, you're a footballer. So you need to make the most of your opportunities, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch, you need to help provide for your family. So how difficult was it to make the decision to leave?
1: It was a very very difficult decision for 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 me and for for my family because we were uh, comfortable here we were happy um, we loved it here uh, in general, not only football uh, the lifestyle uh, everything everything my my kids were so happy uh even my family being in Spain, they were happy that I was living in Australia because uh, they know how how beautiful is the country um but they, as as you say, uh, sometimes in footballs uh, appear and comes uh, new opportunities, uh, new challenge uh, that you need to take to to grow, to improve, and to get the most of, of them.
0: Sometimes here in Australia, we probably take for granted how lucky we are to live here with the beach so close. People say everything's twenty minutes away, but. I see that that is a a big thing why a lot of players that aren't from Australia want to play um, in the – it's the Isuzu A-League men or uh, A-League women competition Um, because Australia provides a fantastic lifestyle and safety um, and comfort is so – coming to adelaide and making the decision to leave i'm sure was was also quite difficult to go into another country that had so much unknown once again
1: yes exactly exactly right uh my wife was uh, very concerned uh moving uh, overseas and uh, moving to a uh, middle east because we didn't know what to expect once you arrive there after to be honest uh, the life there was uh, was okay, it was good, and we enjoyed the experience, and we learned and improved from that experience. But uh, yes, for us to leave Australia and to go to a different country without knowing what to expect was a bit scary for me and especially for my wife, I guess. Uh, moving with uh, two kids, it's a bit uh, scary sometimes. But uh, yes, uh, as I said before, we try to, to take advantage and to take uh, the most of this uh, new adventure and the new opportunity that we had overseas. And uh, yes, we try to learn from, from, from it.
0: What were some of those learning experiences? Because I want to talk about the fact you are back and what you are excited about this season. But it's important we talk about things that have gone past. Um, as you said, going to the Middle East is, is quite a scary thing. Because, first of all, as we said, your, your English is getting better, but still, there's a there's an issue with language, yep. um, with. A lot of things regarding the Middle East, they're an extremely different culture in so many different ways. And that's something that obviously you would had to adjust to. So moving over to your club, um, I'm sure that they looked after you, after you and provided with you a, a bit of education to prepare of um, the shock that you were going to get.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was a big change. Uh, as you say, it's a different culture. Um, they, they had uh, different uh, routines, Football, I'm talking about football, the day training, the nights. Because uh, it's
0: so hot there, right? Like
1: It is so hot. How um,
0: hot does it get?
1: Uh, 50 degrees.
0: Celsius? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Sometimes it's summer. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's quite uh, difficult and different uh, to compare to compare in, in Australia. Uh, but uh, yes, no, look... Uh, I, I'm I'm happy with the with the with the things I learned from 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 from, from Qatar. Um, I know uh, not everything was positive, and even from the start was a bit difficult. I think, uh, as you said before, I think uh, we are so lucky that in Australia, how we prepare and how we help each other and all this kind of stuff. In Qatar, wasn't kind of the same. Um, was a bit difficult at the start, but uh, my family and I, I think, we adapt uh, quite quickly. And uh, yes, and uh, I think we, we we learn. We learn from from a lot of different situations, uh, from different cultures, from different food, from different uh, situations. Um, and yes, this that's what I got from my experience. Uh,
0: okay let me ask you a couple of questions about qatar which which may seem like silly questions but remember we're, we're here in little old adelaide so we don't know a lot of stuff about things that happen overseas um the food situation that you just said so here in adelaide we can go ah i feel like just getting some mcdonald's so i will or i might get some mexican it's just there what what were some of the differences that you learned straight yeah. away
1: no look uh, uh, for example, uh, there is McDonald's everywhere in the world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There is a McDonald's, there are Mexican restaurants. They have uh, beautiful and fantastic hotels mm. who provide food f- from every part of the world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, one of, one of the things that I learned is how they share moments as a family or how they gather in together. Mm. Uh, the local players, for example, after the training, so after an important match or whatever, they sit all together on the ground and they share, like, a big plate with a whole lamb.
0: A whole lamb? Uh, yeah, whole lamb. Like um, the eyes and nose and everything. Everything. jeepers. Okay. And they
1: eat everything. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's... it's the lamb is sitting in a...
0: Did you, what, you, did you try some of this? No, no. You just watched them, <laughs> you're, the like, good yeah, you're like, no thanks, I, I'll probably <laughs> yeah, pass no, on no, the no. lamb here. And the <laughs> lamb
1: is sitting in a, in a big pan uh, of plenty of rice and veggies and eggs and uh, different stuff. Mm. And they eat all together with the hand. And only can eat with the right hand. Really? something yeah, yeah, it's something that I didn't know and it's something that I learned from from it. And uh, yeah, I kind of joined them, I... I and I enjoy it. I enjoy it.
0: But and that's that's amazing because that's the fact different, that you, different, yeah, yes. and you became involved in the culture. Yeah, of course, but, but you right. have to be open to that because if you didn't do that in Australia, then you wouldn't have learned about our way of living. Because yes. we what what we do here is different to what you did in Spain. We say, "Do you want some paella for dinner?" <laughs> Instead of saying at the right, well, you know what yes. I mean.
1: Yes, 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 absolutely. Yes, I try always. Um to, to adapt as soon as possible to, to the culture, to the team, to the league or to different kind of situations. That's the way to learn and that's the way to, to join the, the, the new experience and the new adventure.
0: What about the money side of things? Not yours, but we see we see on TV and movies that you go over to Qatar and you just see there's money everywhere, like next-level bars of gold and things like that. Is that, a, is that a myth, or is this thing for real? You go in... There's shopping centres, but then there's shopping centres.
1: Yeah, no, that's for real. Uh, yeah, they, have a, they have a crazy amount of money and cash, and they, they spend it like a, they don't have an end. Of, they don't end it. And uh, yes, no, look... Uh, the difference of oh, in this country is that there is no tax. So obviously they can, they can afford this kind of uh, crazy buying stuff that they do, mm. or this building that they do, the shopping centres, the hotels, and yeah, they love and they <laughs> like to, to spend so much money in everything.
0: What was the football like? It's obviously different, um, and obviously the, the fans are probably not as many as you get even here um, in the Isuzu A-League men or A-League women or Youth League, A-League, whatever. (laughs) I'm still getting used to that. Um, What what sort of crowds were you playing in front of?
1: Yeah, no, no. The crowds were very poor. Uh, Maybe we got one game, 100 people. 100? 100, and maybe 150 of them were security guys. So it's basically (laughs) like a Western United game. Um, (laughs) You'll you'll find that out this year. Some of the games are maybe 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. But no, no, very, very low... Crowd and uh, yes, it's, for me it was a big shock and a big difference because I enjoy when the, it's a full stadium and when it's a loud crowd. Yeah, yeah. And I really like. A, I am inside of the game and I live better the game. Um, I don't feel pressure. I feel better. and And playing over there with no fans, almost no fans in the in the in the stands, it was a bit cold. You know, the mm. atmosphere was zero, and it's difficult to to play. You're 100% because you feel like it's a friendly match.
0: So uh, I want to get to your decision to come back in a moment and I want to talk about Harvey and Juan Day and what you do off the pitch and your family, if you're comfortable talking about them. Um, The idea of playing overseas is fantastic, but nobody predicted the thing called coronavirus and COVID-19. How did that affect you being, first of all, away from your family in Spain but also how COVID affected where you were in the world.
1: Yeah, uh, look uh, in Qatar, I think they kind of manage the situation quite well. Quite well. Um, I think the numbers they always try to keep the numbers very low. Uh, I think they vaccinate a lot of people very quickly. Mm-hmm. They try, or at least they try. And uh, yes, I think the the numbers and the cases there were. Only at the start we, were a bit uh, high numbers, but they, they controlled it very quickly after the first lockdown. And after they we didn't make any more lockdowns and they controlled the, the numbers very, very low. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, being overseas and having uh, a lot of family I have in Spain um, and they suffered a lot, they had a lot of lockdowns, they were having a lot of death a lot of uh, cases. Uh, I was very worried about them. Uh, I was lucky enough that uh, nobody in my family or friends uh, got uh, any uh, in any danger uh, situation uh, regarding uh, COVID. But yes, it was, uh, wasn't, wasn't easy because uh, I was expecting to travel to Spain to visit my family. I couldn't. I was stuck in Qatar for two years without, without seeing my family. And uh, that was hard. And also, my parents were come, were expecting to come to visit me in Qatar. Mm. Uh, my father-in-law also wanted to come uh, to visit the the, the grandchild, and, and they couldn't. So it was it was hard. But uh, look, it's it's not only for me; it was uh, for a lot of people around the world. So it's the only thing that you can do is adapt and, and accept the situation.
0: I'm sure that's difficult, though, because um, you know my my daughters grandparents um uh some of them are in new south wales so they haven't seen our daughters grow up apart from on a screen yeah. and there's there's one thing to watch your family grow up on a screen but there's a different thing about doing it in person so i'm sure that's hard for your family being it on is. the other side of the world uh where everyone's panicking and then seeing you know their grandchildren via facetime yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it is it's difficult uh, <laughs> I know my mom is uh, all the time telling me, "Please call me, call me back. I want to see my kids because I know uh, for, for her it 's uh, very hard uh, don 't have uh, her, her uh, grandchilds uh, next to her, um, and for her it's only see her see them uh, on the screen for, for her is very important it 's not the same, but for her it's like a, a release
0: yeah. So then the the opportunity comes to come back to Australia. Yeah. Um, was that your only opportunity? Did you did you think about going back to play in Spain or did you have potentially other Isuzu A-League men, A-League women? You know what I'm trying to say. Were, were there? You don't have to be specific, but they're <laughs> obviously a player and a person of your skill on and off the pitch. You're a leader. Um, you're a former captain of this club. Surely there were lots of decisions to make before deciding to come back to Adelaide
1: yeah uh, when I finished uh, my season in Qatar uh, I had a couple of discussion with a couple of clubs in Qatar but uh, nothing nothing serious nothing serious uh, came came up uh, uh, to, to sign a contract or uh, I wasn't happy with the things that they will offer me so, yes, I start to think uh, to move again, uh, a different uh, club or different opportunity overseas. And uh, yeah, they came, came up a couple of different countries that I was uh, interested to play, especially with family and all this COVID stuff. Uh, I, I wasn't really looking forward to, to move uh, this kind of countries. So, yes, uh, my first decision after knowing that I will leave Qatar uh, was uh, coming back to Australia. I don't even think to come back to Spain. Uh, and to be honest, uh, once I left Australia, my wife made me promise uh, we need to come back. <laughs> so when when the opportunity came, uh, my wife told me, "Remember, eh? you promised you we are coming back to <laughs> to Australia." I, said, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, I got a, a couple of different clubs in Australia that uh, offered me a good contract and a, and a decent decent contract Uh, but yes in my in my my head and in my heart is it was only one option uh, that was to come back to Adelaide and that's what I did.
0: So okay so a couple of clubs in Australia spoke to you that one of them wasn't Melbourne Victory was it? No. Okay good. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. No, no, no. Um, I want to ask about um, coming back here obviously with Sarah, your wife, and Vega, and Julian, it's, it's so good to see them grow up um, for t- so many different reasons, because obviously, Vega and Julian have spent most of their lives in Australia. You know, yeah. uh, Julian was, was born here. Yeah, um, Vega as well. Yeah. yeah, so, and you're now Australian citizens, so obviously, you're an Australian player um, for Adelaide United, which is fantastic, and to see them immerse themselves and learn English and speak so well... Um, to give them an opportunity to spend their childhood growing up in Adelaide and Australia, you can see just how happy they are and just what confident young kids that you and Sarah have raised.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I'm so proud of, of them, uh, how how they speak both languages. They speak better English than me already. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, six and three years old, they speak better English than me. And uh, yeah, I'm so proud. And And they pick up uh, Spanish so quickly as well. Uh, when we spent a couple of months uh, in, in Barcelona a uh, couple of months ago, uh, they pick up and they improve Spanish, uh, being there a couple of months so quickly. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of how quickly they learn and they, they pick up this uh, different language, uh, how they can change uh, the subject and the conversation and the, the language uh, depends with who they are talking. I'm very, very happy. And I'm also very happy that I can uh, raise my kids in Australia. This is, I cannot think uh, in a healthier environment to, to grow my kids so what's it
0: like at home then how how often are you speaking English and how often are you speaking spanish is it is it both or is it more Spanish more English
1: normally most most spanish uh, between my wife and, and, and I because we are Spanish both uh, we are used to, to speak Spanish so mm. for us to communicate comu- communicate in English between yep. us is a little is it's difficult, um, but because my kids sometimes mix the language, mm. when they ask us in English, we reply in English, or, or they mix sometimes the, the language in the sentence. So we try to, to to speak at home in Spanish, so they learn the language. And after they watch TV in English, they go to school and they play in English, they play outside on the park, on so yeah. the playground in English. So I hope the that... that it helps to them to to learn and speak fluently both languages.
0: How does Vega feel if you've told her about Emma leaving the Wiggles? Have you broken that news to her yet that Emma has quit the Wiggles? Because I had to have a really difficult conversation with my five-year-old, Rain. Yes. And there's, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can either say... Uh, Emma's decided to um, To do something else I- I'm pretty straightforward and um, I said Rain Bad news Emma's left the Wiggles She's like What do you mean I'm so sad And then yesterday She came home from childcare She's like Daddy Matilda said Emma's left the Wiggles too Have you broken the news To your daughter That yes. Emma has left
1: Yes I did I did But my daughter was fine Was uh, why, why she left I said I don't know uh, Maybe she, she has a better thing to do I don't know And she asked me straight away Okay who's next <laughs> Can you show me? She doesn't care. She's
0: good. Yeah, she's re- Emma's she, very replaceable. She used
1: to do change all the time. That's it.
0: It's like it's so, a new player in the squad. Someone it. has gone and okay, someone's... Okay, show me
1: next. Yeah. That's
0: it. <laughs> Emma's like the new striker oh, wow. and she's gone and someone else has... All right. So I want to talk about some players um, as we move into the new season because I think... Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Apart from Eugene, who's on the coaching staff, and Stefan Mork, yep. the, are you three the only players left from the championship side when you played? Yeah. Goodie came back as well, so that that's yeah. it. I
1: think so. I think Kiro wasn't there, no. Kiro, no. No. Kiro came so next
0: year, I think I think Kiro was at Newcastle then. Yeah. But that that in itself just <laughs> it shows football, doesn't it? How yeah. quickly things yeah. can that's happen. It. That's it. Um, part of life. It's it is part of life. How are you finding the new teammates? Some have been around for a while. Some you have obviously played with previously. Um, you have to get to know some people again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, a new, a new chapter, a new adaptation pro period for me. And uh, yeah, but uh, being overseas, I was, I have been watching Adelaide almost every game, so I know most of, most more or less every single one. Uh, we have an impressive talent, young talent. Uh, in the squad uh, and the old boys, uh, I know more or less everyone. Even to play against them with Jacob Trot, with uh, when he was in in Wellington or in Perth, or I know Nick Ansel from Victory. Mm. I know, I know all of them. So yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to be back uh, and to 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 be in the squad with them, and uh, hope hopefully we can. Uh, make a nice and be a nice and strong squad decision to have a successful year
0: have you have you become aware of how much louis de is in love with you because he, <laughs> he obviously he has grown up idolizing you and now to have the chance to play with you but he's such a young kid, and he's so mature as a footballer for someone who's so young. Do you sometimes look at some of the players in the squad and i I speak of him and Mo Toure and Cassini, and you look around and you go there's a lot of talented young footballers wearing the Adelaide united shirt? Yes,
1: they are they are no especially louis i i before the year I left uh, he was uh, with us in the in the first team uh, training every day and i i I recognize. His talent straight away. Uh, he's, as uh, you say, very mature in the field. Uh, he can use both legs. He can understand and read the football very well. On um, to be to be that young, he's he's very 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 good player. And uh, yeah, I look forward to to play with him. And yes, I'm, I'm very happy to be to be here with him. And hopefully, I can help him to develop as much as as he can.
0: Before uh, I want to talk about his on field stuff. How did you play a role in getting Harvey Lopez to Adelaide United? Was it as easy as he wanted a change and he picked up the phone?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I spoke with him a couple of times uh, uh, regarding that uh, he was trying to to find a, a way out of Spain because uh, he he spent his whole career in Espanol and and um, yeah uh, he was looking for something else and different. Venture, different chapter in his career. And yes, and I I, am very close with Bruce. Bruce And uh, we had this conversation with Bruce and I mentioned, look, I have, I know one player. He's he's very, very good. He he played in La Liga for 12 years. So I don't know if you are interested. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Bro! Bro! (laughs) Give me his phone! (laughs) No, yeah. uh, We spoke a couple of times about him and I spoke with Javi about Adelaide about uh, how how happy their, his family could be here and how he can enjoy football in Australia, and after I move to one side and after I don't know what else happened in the negotiation or in the conversation with uh, Bruce and Harvey, but yes, I was very happy when I read the news that uh, he finally signed here in Adelaide. Yes,
0: the thing I love about Harvey is that he's such a fantastic person a really kind, humble person. Yes, and I is. think I told you this last... I've never seen him get angry or upset. The one time I saw him get upset was last season when we played against Western United and Diamante came off the pitch and had a go at some of our supporters. And Harvey got really emotional in the tunnel and he got angry. And I said, is everything okay? And the words really stuck with me. And Harvey said, Diamante is a world-class player. He's fantastic, um, and and maybe he just had an angry night as well. I've never, I've never met him, so I don't know. We all are allowed to have those nights. But he said, these fans are paying their money to come and watch us play the game we love. We should always be grateful. And I'm like, man, we don't appreciate in Australia how good Harvey is as a footballer. And I think that's because football in Australia is not the number one sport. AFL is, yes. or NRL or cricket. We're a fair way back when it comes to that as a mainstream sport. But Harvey walking down the streets in Spain, he, people would be turning around going, there's the guy who captained Espanol. Yeah, for
1: five years, yes, absolutely, yes, yes. No, he's a legend in Espanol. He played for 12 years in La Liga. You know how difficult it is to play 12 years in La Liga? Pfft. This is very difficult. Um, yes, and um, yeah. Look, uh, when he has been playing for that long and he has been uh, captain for this club um, for that long, it's because of something. It's because uh, his 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 behavior inside the field, outside the field, it because uh, how leader he is by leading by example and all these kind of uh, small details that make him not only mm. good, good player, make him good leader and good uh, person.
0: And if you ever want a reality check just to see how good he is. If you type into Google, Javi Lopez Ronaldo, there's photos of him playing on Ronaldo. Javi Lopez, Messi, all all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. The one question I had, though, do you think sometimes in in Australian football... We supporters, as a general population, sometimes have expectations that when we get players from overseas, they're going to be strikers or attacking midfielders and scoring goals. Harvey, obviously, in his position, he's not going to be doing that, but he's such a fantastic and tough defender that's why we need to appreciate him. I kind of felt the same when um, Thomas Sorensen was playing at Melbourne City as a marquee goalkeeper, and he was an incredible keeper that had international experience that we should be appreciative to go, he's here playing in this league, you don't just have to be a striker or an attacker to be a brilliant player and a flashy player.
1: No, of course, every player uh, has to have uh, his role on the field and outside the field outside the field as well because uh, this kind of player that have been playing overseas in a very top level uh, they not only provide inside the field, they also help the young players to grow, they speak with them they they try to to develop them so he also help this uh, football culture inside of the changing room, he tried to he always tried to to help everyone, so that's very important for the for the league, for the club, and for the teammates around him.
0: So Juan is here as well. So it's basically like last time you were here at the club when things went well. We had three Spanish players: it was you, uh, Tanque, Sergio Therio, and Pablo who desperately wants to come back to Adelaide, <laughs> even though he's like 50 now. He's like, I want to come back, which I love that. It's it's the best. Um, it must be really good for you to have friends that, as much as you love having Australian friends, having friends that you grew up with or played with in Spain, to provide some sort of comfort and feeling of home away from home, I'm sure that makes you feel a lot more comfortable.
1: Yes, of course. Of course, uh, yeah. When my first uh, period here in Adelaide, when... Thirio or Pablo was were here. Uh, um, was a fantastic uh, environment for me because uh, I couldn't speak very good English, mm. so they helped me to feel more comfortable. Uh, they feel like a home at home. Um, uh, now, with Juan de and, and with Javi, it probably will be the opposite. I am the one who knows a little, yeah, a little yeah. bit more about the city, about the club, about uh, maybe speak a little bit better than English. A little bit only. <laughs> no, it's fair. Mate, and, I have to use
0: Google Translator to talk to Javi every day. <laughs> no, that's all
1: right. And, uh, yes, no, but uh, yes, it feels very nice, and especially because I play with both of them in different clubs, in different seasons in Spain. So to have them here in the same club in Australia is something special as well. So it's, yes, very nice.
0: What happens away from football? Because football uh, is part of your life. Uh, okay, so this the podcast is a great opportunity for you to kind of show yourself to the Adelaide United family so they can listen in or watch and go, wow, Issa likes my music or Issa watches my TV shows. So I'm going to ask you, do you have any particular favourite songs or music that you like listening to? Uh-huh. It could be, I remember you said in that video that you love One Direction. <laughs> uh, come
1: on, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I cannot help you that, in that because uh, I am a very bold. Boring you're not per- boring. Bo- I'm a boring person. Uh, I, I like my routines. I, I wake up. I bring my kids to school. I mm-hmm. go straight to training. After training, I go back home. I have a nice lunch. I try to relax for a couple of hours before I pick up my kids again yep. from school. And after, it depends the afternoon, so depends the night, I go do something more special with my kids. Or I try to to stay at home and rest, relax, trying to prepare for 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 next day, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't I, I don't have exciting no, you life do, because to be <laughs> I, I know
0: that you started watching Squid Game. Is that correct? Yes, yes, have you right. finished it? I finished it. And what did you think? And what did your wife think?
1: Oh, uh, my wife uh, was screaming almost <laughs> the, the whole the whole uh, series. Yeah. So yeah, no, but I I'm not a big fan of this kind of series. Uh, but the end of the of the season. It's kind of weird, mm. and I wasn't expecting uh, this 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 end of it. But uh, let's see, maybe they are bringing the second season.
0: Mm. And you've watched all of Money Heist?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Okay, so we watched that with English dubbing, so the English voices yeah. sound different to the Spanish ones. Sure. But um, did you like Money Heist?
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like my f- the first two seasons yeah, are yeah. the best. After it's getting worse and worse, I yeah, guess I they are trying to force to to make it. I long, know.
0: To, to make it longer. The FBI director or no. the police officer changes sides very nah, quickly. Come on,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they make it long, They try to make it longer, but uh, I think uh, it's it's over. It's yeah, over, I think
0: okay. Um, and the new kits. I'm wearing the coral kit yes. right now. I think they look amazing and you can have been on board with the club for a couple of seasons now and I think the the team behind the scenes here what's your favorite kit do you like the red home one do you like the fantastic blue one which is paying a bit of love to McLaren Vale and the vineyards or the coral one that I'm wearing now
1: The blue navy Yeah Navi's beautiful I love both I love three the, the the three of them um I love them they are the Every single one, they have, it has uh, something special, and I like it, but uh, probably my favourite one will be the, the second kit. I think it's something different, but I like it. Like, uh, I don't know. I like it. I like it. I really like it.
0: Awesome. Uh, we are going to get to fan questions in a second. Isa, thank you very much for joining us on The Pitch, the first episode for the brand-new season going into 2021-22. Thankfully, I got that right. It's been a pleasure just to
1: sit down and chat, mate. Thank you, thank you very much. It was my pleasure to, to be here and I hope uh, everyone understands what uh, I mate, said. It was, it was, <laughs> mate, you have better English um, than me. No, man.
0: <laughs> thank you very much, Isa. Thank you, thank you.
1: Welcome back to The
0: Pitch. It is our very first episode, the comeback episode, and it's quite fitting that we have the man making his comeback for Adelaide United. Issa is here. You are ready to answer some questions, my friend? Thank you, thank you. I'm ready. Okay, these are all on I'm social ready. media. I haven't looked at these yet, so uh, they should be very interesting. Here we go. Hader Huxain on Instagram: How did you get into football?
1: Wait, that's all right. Can you repeat, please?
0: Yeah, how did you get into football? When, like, how did you start playing?
1: I start football when I was six years old, six or seven, uh, I think, and I start because I love the game. I already play in my school and I play with my friends every single day on the streets and the, in the parks and uh, yeah, my dad is a big fan and he was a footballer and uh, uh, he, uh, as soon as he got the chance to to, to bring me a club to, in a club to start playing football, uh, he, he bring me a club and uh, yes, I start with six, seven years old.
0: Uh, Christian 252 007 Might be James Bond 007 Maybe, Maybe. Probably not um, <laughs> What was the relief When we won the grand final in 15-16 How, how were your feelings?
1: It was an amazing feeling uh, It was more happiness Not relief um, It was more like uh, Yes, we did it Something so special but yes, I don't, I don't feel like uh, it was a relief. It was more like a happiness moment and uh, that we did something so special uh, in a very difficult season for us. And yes, it was a big and amazing feeling. Alex Polacci
0: on Instagram. Out of all the goals you've scored, which one has been your favourite?
1: The grand final one. Mm. That's very easy. Yeah, You've scored some
0: good goals though. You've scored some great goals at Cooper Stadium.
1: Yeah, but that one in was, a, was a beauty. Mm. And was, was a
0: beauty. You're so Aussie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and was so special. Was <laughs> so special. You,
0: do you remember when Pablo Sanchez, at the same time he scored a goal, he also did his hamstring? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I think it was against Wellington. Wellington. Wellington, yeah. yeah. Yes, and yes,
0: yes. he still wanted to get up for the yeah, celebration, yeah. but he's done yeah. his
1: hamstring. Yes,
0: yes. I love that. Um. Okay, so Wolven Barry on Facebook Are the players affected by the sometimes negative social media comments About the makeup of the squad? So I'll try and help you out yeah. People on social media sometimes say bad things about our team Because yeah. they don't think we've got good enough players or big enough names Are the players affected or are you confident with the squad?
1: I don't think so. I don't think uh, we pay attention to this kind of uh, comments from from people from people outside of our uh, zone. I think we know uh, how strong our squad is, and now is the time for us to show that if we are ready or no or not.
0: Okay, so let's put two questions together from. Kichom on Instagram And also I'm trying here. I see <laughs> And also yeah, um, Harry Scoby 4 So who's the toughest A-League men player You have played against And also Who is your toughest ever opponent In any team
1: Um, For me The most difficult uh, To play against In A-League Was uh, Aaron Moy Mm-hmm me my my favorite player is top top level i like how, how he plays how he read the game how he uses the both legs it's my favorite player and it's very very difficult to play against him mm. and it's a very nice challenge when i when i used to play against him and in my whole career probably messi or cristiano ronaldo probably they were the most Talented players I play against, or oh. Iniesta, maybe Iniesta. What? Because Messi. <laughs> <laughs> because Messi. What Christian. a massive name
0: drop, oh. just three of them. Oh, I mean, Ronaldo or Messi, or. Nah, Iniesta was pretty tough. I was thinking, yeah. going to say, oh, you know, when Stefan Mork moved to Brisbane, he was really tough, but yours.
1: No, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. the best.
0: Yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, sorry, I just <laughs> got a little bit flustered here in my hard hat. Okay, um, Luca Toponliak on Instagram, will you stay in Adelaide when you retire?
1: Uh, I hope that's the idea. Um, I hope once I finish my football career, uh, I can stay here for a long time and I can raise my kids here. Uh, but also, it depends the opportunities I have uh, to keep involved in football. Uh, obviously, I would like to to keep involved in football somehow. I don't know in which role, but I would like to be involved in football, and hopefully, I can I can do it here in Adelaide.
0: Spiros Dimas on Facebook, what did you learn in Qatar that will help you in Adelaide?
1: Yeah, no, I learned a lot of different things. Uh, obviously, obviously, I get uh, the best parts of my difficult situation uh, overseas. I, I had a, a few difficult situations being overseas and uh, I try to learn and improve and to grow uh, with these these difficult situations, and I hope I can use them here in Adelaide.
0: Uh, Jared Walsh from uh, Semaphore wanted to know, um, (laughs) did you change your number to the number 10 so you could sell more shirts and there would be more (laughs) ISASs at Cooper Stadium instead of people wearing their old shirt? No, no, no chance, no
1: chance. No, um, Look, I I I love uh, the number eight. I I would love to wear the, the number eight. is <coughs> is the most special number for me, and uh, it's the number that I wear the most years in my career. But uh, this is part of football. Uh, I move overseas, and I think Raleigh, Magri took the number eight. Now Stefan Mogg have the number eight. So when I came back, it uh, was already taken. And I need to to choose another number Mm. And uh, it wasn't many options available Mm. Uh, I was really thinking to wear number 88 Like Neil Kilkenny Yeah, I I was thinking about But uh, yes, I'm old school style I don't Mm. like these kind of weird numbers And I took the the number 10
0: When you think about it though This is the second time you've played for Adelaide United And 10 minus 2 is 8 That's it So you're technically Give me some of that Ah! Uh, some of your other questions on social media have been answered already in um, this episode of The Pitch. So thank you very much for asking. Them. There's one more thing you have to do, Issa. So you can see right here we have the brand new You Can Home shirt. I mean, don't worry, we're going to fix the logo up with the new one. That's certainly going to happen. Um, but every person that uh, comes on The Pitch is going to sign it. We'll give that away at the end of the season. So can you please sign that for us? Thank you. Go for it. Well, you can sign it anywhere you like. You get to do this first, so good luck. Don't forget the uh, shirts are available in the club store and online. We've got the red one, we've got the uh, dark blue one or the navy one, and, of course, the coral one I'm wearing now. This one's going to go very quickly. There you go. Issa, you have been absolutely amazing. Thank you once again
1: for being on the pitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure.